Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington. We're at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. Don't forget, as always, go follow the team, the rest of the guys over at Hootball Gaming. And then with as much fantasy basketball news and stuff that's coming out, and as we get closer to fantasy basketball season, you've got to follow the motherboard, the mothership at Hootball Tweets or even at Hootball Fantasy if you just want more fantasy stuff. Our boy AG has you covered on fantasy football. Make sure to check his articles and podcasts out over on hoop-ball.com. I've been using his awesome videos on Twitter um talking about his sleepers and top 10 positional players been really good insight and i'm glad to have him on the team hoop balls churning right now we have the loyalty membership program we decided to extend so if you did not get to cash in on the opportunity to get the wager pass at the lower price and locking your uh, forever price, then you've got a little bit longer to do so. Our date was the 16th, so I, we put another week on it. Go to hoop-ball.com. Check it out. Our guy, Jonathan Martinez, has the free play thread today. He cashed on the Colorado Rockies money line play yesterday, and he's going to have that thread and that article all to himself over on the website. Welcome in, welcome in. Like I said, this is Today in Sports Betting. New listeners, old listeners, 
welcome in. I want to give a huge shout out to Evan Dudley again for yesterday's show. Preview, uh, previewing. Is that the first time you've ever heard someone say that word that way? I'll roll with it. We previewed the UAB Blazers football season that's about to happen. And it was a phenomenal time. Lots of information, a great source of knowledge. And I think the Conference USA is going to have a really strong uh, contender in it in the Blazers. So we looked at the schedule. We broke down some depth chart stuff, some things that have been happening in spring practice. Uh, For those of you who did not listen or are not familiar, Evan Dudley is the beat writer for the UAB, which is the University of Alabama Birmingham Blazers. And, uh, yeah, he, he talks a lot about their football team. He's very familiar. So he writes for AL.com. Uh, so you can do AL.com, like the Alabama state abbreviation, backslash, forward slash, whatever the slash is, uh, UAB. Find his work. And um, we are nine days away from the start of college football, folks. Today's going to be a baseball-heavy show. I'm going to recap some La Liga that I watched last night, or I'm sorry, Liga MX, Mexico. Um, there was a couple of, there was a pretty big upset and a draw, and then there was a late goal that was called off for Santos that would have absolutely crushed uh, Club America. Uh, and, you know, the top two teams almost had uh, non-winning efforts last night. So last night was kind of big in the Liga MX, setting up a, Good, good weekend. Like I said, I've been getting into some of these smaller soccer leagues lately. Been enjoying it. Been watching the CONCACAF League also. And uh, they got their second leg starting soon, if I'm not mistaken. But nonetheless, we got lots of early baseball. So I'll probably whiz through the early baseball. um, Talk about all the games. And then the nighttime slates honestly not that thick we got an nfl game so today's going to be a little bit meaty of a show and i'll try to work through it and i appreciate your patience so with that being said i want to talk a little bit more briefly about this liga mx here because i like i said i'm falling in love with these small soccer leagues and right now i'm trying to mostly just gain data i want to gain data so that way i can look at or i'm sorry santos was playing uh atlas Juarez, Club Juarez was playing Club America, so I flipped the two opponents there. That's why I like to recap this and be 100% accurate. So, um, Look, there were some really fun games last night. Santos, like I said, drew with Atlas, but there was a goal in like the 86th minute that Santos had called uh, back. They had a header that was pretty much, it was offsides. So they called it back, and Atlas really got lucky to escape with the draw. I think they remain in first place after that effort. Well, maybe not because America, Club America won. And uh, so, yeah, they're probably like a point or two behind. But look, this is a really exciting league, really fast paced. Uh, We saw lots of draws recently uh, over the last. Let's see, I've got one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. Over the last eight games, there's been one, two, three, four, four draws. So, yeah, I mean, it's like a true coin flip on that and some of the most recent sample size. But I think it's very, very easy. I say easy very lightly. I think it's very, it's more visible to the, to the, you know, regular eye what teams are going to probably end up in a draw. 
you know, Cruz Azul, Monterey last night, they ended in a 1-1 draw. And I like this Cruz Azul uh, team. It's really, really fun and uh, fundamental. Uh, Club America, like I said, they played Juarez last night, and that was very exciting. Uh, and then Leon, they even got red carded. So they were down a man, but they still beat Guadalajara 3-0. So Guadalajara towards the bottom barrel. Leon's kind of right there in the middle. Santos had a good showing, so I'm looking to see what they do moving forward. And I just want to prep what we got going on uh, tomorrow. There is one game, one match tomorrow at 10 p.m. Eastern uh, for Liga MX. And I will probably talk about it on tomorrow's episode again, but I want to preview or preview the Mazatlan. Uh, Man, I'm terrible at the whole uh, foreign stuff. Uh, my pronunciations are just bad. Look, I grew up in Oklahoma, so k- give me a break, okay? Uh, Tigres, uh, this is a team that's coming off a win. They beat uh, uh 3-0, and Mazatlan uh, was in a 2-2 draw with Toluca, which that game on the 17th was a very exciting game. I was looking at that match and thinking that it could definitely have some goals scored in it just in my new infancy knowledge of this league and lo and behold it went well over so if there's anything that i am thinking right now on this tigris match tigris they are the road team and i noticed that home teams are a bit more dominant uh in this league so home teams definitely get a big advantage i will say whereas the home team lost to club america which is one of the better teams in this whole uh league Leon getting a 3-0 road win uh, against Guadalajara, but Guadalajara is probably very, very weak in my opinion from what I've seen so far. So Mazlatan can score, but they also give up goals. I'm thinking that this could be like a 2-2 draw. Again, you know, Tigres, uh, they've been known to give up some goals, but they shut out Querétaro recently. And then if you look at their uh, match before that, and speaking of Mazelatan, they they allowed uh, Leon to score on them three nil. So uh, keep that in mind. Yeah, Tigris beat Club Tijuana two one uh, way back in July. And then I'm trying to find another most recent. Looking for a Tigris. Looking for a Tigris. Here we go. Well, they went against Toluca, which Toluca is another over team in the in my opinion in this league. Uh, which this makes sense. They lost 3-1 to Luca, the home team, Tigris, uh, getting the road loss on that one. So I'm expecting some goals in the Tigris game uh, coming up this weekend. And then Atlas and Toluca definitely going to offer some uh, some fireworks. Ooh, and then we got Leon and Santos Laguna playing Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. That's going to probably be a really exciting match there. I'm really looking forward to that one. Very balanced teams right there in the middle. Both teams just gave uh, other league leading clubs a run for their money so we could see like a 1-1 draw in that leon santos game or a 2-1 close win i think all right there now that i spilled my liga mx knowledge mostly observations i've mostly just become a fan of the league and i've been watching it just trying to get myself some osmosis get some osmotation and circulation you know so let's start breaking down some baseball what do you say the Angels and the Tigers are playing today, and this is a fun one to start off with. We actually got a good, great crop of games to start early, and it makes up for the lacking PM slate. So we'll just do a little bit of a breezy 
uh, medium-sized dig in today, and we'll look and see what the market's taking a look at. So I want to point out already that the Angels opened at minus 135. They're down to minus 116, minus 117. The Tigers are now at even money. Uh, Eric Haas just got put back onto the 10-day IL. They refreshed it, uh, strained right abdominal, still struggling with that. So that really stinks because he was hitting so, so well against lefties. And we look throughout the rest of these hitters for the Tigers and the totals at nine and a half getting a shade to the under. But I got over nine last night when I was looking at this and that I actually opened the wager pass article last night with this play. So that, that, you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, Detroit, I think gets it done at home. The angels are probably going to be involved in a heavily used bullpen tactic today because Jose Quintana with his, well, let's just call it what it is, a 6.12 ERA. Jose Quintana, left-handed pitcher, going against Matt Manning, a righty with his 6.10 ERA. Both starters with ERAs over six. And look at the way the market's setting this up. Bet percentage, 60% on the Angels. And the money, almost all the money, 70% of the money coming in on Detroit. That's telling. I always follow the money and not the bet percentage. Sorry, public betters. It's not that I think less of you. I just, you know, I trust, you know, and looking at the uh, numbers on the market for the total kind of gives me a little worry because 84% of the money is on the under, even though it's risen up to nine and a half. It's really odd. But like I said, I got the nine. I like the nine. Under still on the bet percentage, 52%. So either I'm super uber sharp or, I mean, I don't, I just don't know how you, you look at these two pitchers with a 6.10 ERA each and you look at the bullpen involved, uh, involved for the Angels, it just screams over and team totals now are set. The Tigers, obviously with Haas being ruled out, Shade getting under. Uh, love on the minus 120 to the under four and a half. Both team totals set at four and a half and plus one and a half on the run lines, minus 150 for the Tigers. So if we just kind of circumvent all these numbers together and connect them and kind of try to see what they're being or what they're saying, you know, even money seems to be the baseline value. Whatever you find in this game in an angle that you like, for the uh, value. I mean, even money is going to be what you're kind of looking for here. And if I look, the first five's got five and a half on the total. Like I'm, I've actually not been doing that great on first fives. I mean, I did hit the Rangers Mariners under, even with Mike Fultonevich and Marco Gonzalez. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk? I sit there and play up under with game with a game featuring Fulty and Marco Gonzalez. That's crazy. Um, I did lose a two unit play on the no run first inning in the Milwaukee Brewers and Cardinals game. I don't want to talk about it. Kind of irritated. It was like one out in the bottom of the first two. Those are the worst. Where it's just like, oh, cool, we got the first four or five outs. We're looking good. And then it's just, it, it, it's just never fun. But nonetheless, we learn our lesson. 
So, you know, this number in the L.A. Detroit game has actually started at eight and a half. I think I stated it at nine, but uh, I did some more digging. It opened at eight and a half. So it's come up a full run. Uh, that's telling to me. So I like that. I'm right there in the middle. I got the round number of nine. Give myself some push insurance. You know, sometimes you got to push it real good. And sometimes the house lets you do it. So you got to take what you're given. Moving on. Baltimore, Tampa Bay. Look, so as I was doing my write-up on this game, Michael Waka 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 was pulled out. Michael Waka Flocka Flame was supposed to be making his start in this spot, but Sean McClanahan, uh, the Irishman, I would say, Shane, uh, you know, I'm not not one to speculate uh, or assume, but, you know, uh, McClanahan seems like an Irish last name, I think. Uh, Jorge Lopez, the righty, going for the Baltimore Orioles, and he is their sacrificial lamb. I wrote about it in the uh, wager pass. Um, actually I haven't put it in the wager pass yet, but I got it written up. I got my plays right, ready to go. Look, Tampa Bay, they just, they're, I think they're about to run away with this division. Jorge Lopez, three and 13 on the year, 6.14 ERA. Shane McClanahan, seven and four with a 3.73 ERA. All I'm saying is look up the last time that these two teams played that Shane McClanahan pitched and look at what happened. They just tried this, and it did not work for the Rays. Now, the Rays have a lot more offense, and they're going to be able to get it done, and I don't think it's going to be an issue. But look, I'm looking at, like, we, we, we got the trifecta last night and hitting both team total overs and the total going over in last night's game. And with these two pitchers, I mean, why not? Let's just reload again. We shot three bullets out of the six, six shooter last night. I'm going to fire off the other three. I like the total. I'm going to go with the team totals also over. And then I'm also going to not tell you which ones are going to be in the wager pass exactly. Uh, I will say there's a chance that I have another. So like four total plays on this game. I'm still kind of looking through it. Uh, Let me get this stuff updated here for the tracking whatnot. So, yeah, two and a half for Baltimore against a lefty. That's ludicrous. A lefty that they just shelled. So, Tampa Bay, five and a half. I mean, I'm going to keep rolling with their team total overs until they prove me wrong, especially if they're going against, you know, a divisional opponent that they dominate. And now looking at the uh, looking at the props, I was looking at some unders on the strikeouts. But, look, I, I don't want to put too many eggs in my basket. So, that you know, these bats are going to be swinging for runs. They're going to be swinging to try to get you know things going. And sometimes when you swing, you miss. So I'm not going to really put too much stock into that outside of the totals individually that I already like. Baltimore's bullpen, I think Tampa Bay can score four runs off of alone. And there doesn't really seem to be much value anywhere else in it for me. The run line is at minus 180 for Tampa Bay. They are a minus 380 favorite. I mean, if you want to throw a minus 380 in there with a uh, – you know, a couple other money line plays for a little parlay. Uh, same game parlay, maybe. Uh, Tampa Bay money line over nine. Or I'm sorry, I got over eight and a half at minus 105. Now, what I will say is the numbers, the numbers are really weird on this one. Under nine is at minus 120. Now, it did rise from the opener, like I said. Uh, James Hoy. The umpire tonight, he's got 9-13 and 13 home money line record, so Tampa Bay gets dogged uh, in that regard. Under record is 8-14 and 14 
So the under hits 36.4%, which is a red number, in games that James Hoy umpires. If you're a new listener, yes, I love umpire stats. Um, I want to talk about a couple of these Baltimore Orioles bats, and then we can move on. Look, uh, Pedro Severino, he hits 276. It's nothing crazy, but it's not terrible. Uh, he's got a lot of power. He does. So if he connects on one, it is probably going to go far. I could see him having a double in this game at least. You got Trey Mancini, who's been flying under the radar, kind of quiet, lukewarm bat. He could get going against a good you know, opportunity against this lefty. And if we look and uh, see kind of what makes sense here. I mean, I love Brandon Lowe's numbers against Jorge Lopez. He's got five hits and nine at-bats with a double. He's got a run. He's got three ribbies. He's got two strikeouts, though, and no walks. Stolen base, but incredible ISO at 111. I guess not incredible, but it's over 100, which is the league average. OPS 1222, 667 slugging. Brandon Lowe, the lefty against the right-handed Jorge Lopez, could probably have an RBI tonight. I don't know what a RBA is run batted around uh Cedric Mullins I mean he's the top guy for Baltimore like I said Pedro Severino I I was just kind of looking to see if there is any specific head-to-head matchup number splits that I really fell in love with I want to backtrack to Detroit because I'm calling my shot I think Miguel Cabrera gets his fifth or fifth home run, 500th home run today. And we finally see Miggy break into the 500 club. We're going to see some history. And uh, I think it's going to be a spectacle. So I'll be watching this game. I think he gets it off Jose Quintana. Here's his numbers all time against Jose Quintana. He's got a 326 average with a 565 slugging, 46 at bats, 223 pitches seen. He's got 15 hits, five doubles, two home runs, six runs, seven RBIs, seven walks, eight strikeouts. So the walks to strikeout ratio, I love to see when a guy is close on those or even uh, against a pitcher head-to-head because that just means that he's comfortable seeing the way the ball comes off the guy's hand. Like he just sees it better. He takes pitches. So I think that Miggy Cabrera being a good veteran hitter today, being a lefty killer, is going to mash his 500th home run. And I'll be rooting for him. I will be rooting for him. And uh, I've just kind of been honored to get to watch, uh, you know, this guy hit home runs because I know his career is probably coming up to an end. So real quickly, let's talk about Houston and Kansas City. I have not done my game write-ups on this one, so I'm not sure what's going to make it where. Over nines getting shade at minus 120 right now. I'll just kind of diagnose the market, see what the numbers are saying. Luis Garcia, man, he's been getting roughed up a bit lately. He's a righty, nine and six on the year, 3.30 ERA, going against Mike Miner, who is a left handed pitcher, eight and 11, 5.35 ERA. Look, Houston against a lefty. Like, that's pretty much that all, that's all that needs to be talked about, right? I mean, We've seen it time and time again, um, specifically against Mike Miner, Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel. I think they're going to have a phenomenal day. 
Yuli Gurriel could have a three for four day, a four for four day. Uh, he's just such a great hitter. He's one of my favorite players in the league. He's got six RBIs, which is a team high against Mike Miner. 333 average, 750 slugging. You look at Jose Altuve, a 417 average with 625 on the slugging. And then look, Jordan Alvarez has four. Or I'm sorry, I, I switched my columns around. All right, disregard Jordan. We'll talk about Yuli some more. He's got two walks to two strikeouts, four runs, three home runs, like I said. He's just, I think, slugging, extra base hits, and uh, a lack of strikeouts today for Mike Miner. And then the way Garcia's been pitching lately and the way that Kansas City's bats have been kind of performing a little higher lately, they're at home. I think there's some value on them as the underdog on the money line, but I'm not going to be playing that. I think what sticks out to me is that over. I got the shade of minus 115. They've boosted the shade a nickel up to minus 120. They've left the total alone. So I think within the next hour or two, or by the time you get to listen to this podcast, this could be nine and a half, but I believe that 10 or 11 runs definitely can get scored tonight. We've seen this uh, series have less runs scored than I thought, you know? And I think the cap in the court could pop off tonight. Luis Garcia, I might just look at putting a half unit on under his K's total, which is five and a half. It's getting minus 158 juice on my bookie. Where you can bet, win, and get paid. Use promo code HOOPBALL. And then I'm looking at Kansas City's team total over three and a half. Look, I mean, the fact of the matter is Luis Garcia has been pitching not that great lately. Kansas City's at home. Mike Miner's going to give up some runs. Kansas City's going to have to score some runs. It's nice weather. It's humid, 85 degrees. Nice wind to left field blowing at nine miles per hour. Lots of folks are liking Kansas City tonight. 42% or today, 42% of the money is on them. And uh, 50-50 split on the money, 57% of the bet percentage on the over. All right. So that's kind of my thoughts on that one. Real briefly, Seattle, Texas. I had one little note on this one. I will also talk, you know, just the way the market looks and all that good stuff for y'all also. But ultimately, this is a game where I don't really see much in it that I like. I want to point out that Nathaniel Lowe, Nathan Lowe for the Rangers, has some really good numbers against Chris Flexen. But, man, how about Mr. KBO himself? Coming back over from Korea, Chris Flexen, a righty, 10-5 and on the year with a sub-4 ERA, 3.78. The Mariners are only five games back out of their division behind Houston and Oakland, and they are also only like three, I think it was three games out of the last wild card spot. Seattle's contending for a playoff spot right now. They got to win this game against Texas. I think they're going to be able to do so. They keep squeaking by these close, close defensive games, 2-0 yesterday. And Spencer Howard, the righty, Going up against the Mariners, he's 0-2 with a 5.72 ERA. Uh, against righties, the Mariners are a little underwhelming, so if they're going to get it done today, they're going to need Chris Flexen to do some good things. Cal Raleigh, Jared Kalinick both hit under 200. Uh, Abraham Toro hits under 200 against righties. Kyle Seeger hits 210. So I don't think that it's going to be a huge offensive day. But again, I've been struggling on getting the totals and everything 
I've actually not been doing well when Seattle plays Texas and yesterday got lucky. Well, not lucky, but you know, I called my shots for a reason, but went two and zero under, sorry, almost knocked my desk over under on Marco Gonzalez strikeout prop. That was pretty easy. And then, um, we went under five on the first five. So, uh, look, lots of love coming in on Texas. 84% of the bet percentage on Seattle, which is a lot less than the money, 57% of the money. And uh, look, like I said, I'm not looking at any side, really. I'm not thinking that this is something I want to get too wrapped up into. I think Chris Flexen is probably going to do all right. I mean, his offense is only going to give him a few runs at best. The good thing is he's going against Texas and they struggle just as an offense in general. But look, he's actually got some guys on this Texas team that has had some decent success against him, like hits, you know, hits or something that we might uh, see he gives up a lot. And waiting on my prop, uh, prop builder stuff to load once these lineups come out so I can start looking more at, you know, because Nathan Lowe, he's, he's three hits uh, in nine at-bats, a home run, a run, an RBI. No walks and two strikeouts, so that's one thing that I don't like. But he's got uh, he's got the goods to do the damage. He's got 333 ISO, 422 WOBA. So just wanted to point out Nate Lowe, talk about Chris Flex in a little bit, give him some props for coming back from the KBO. Look, Seattle's risen from a minus-130 favorite to minus-150. That's very telling to me. Over 8.5, getting the shade of minus-115. I don't have any opinion on the total. It's not moved really at all on the odds on the number. So I I'm, I'm really honestly good there. Oakland and Chicago. I am doing absolutely terrible. And what I think is going to happen in this game. I'm just not uh, seeing these two teams really great right now. This is a game that I'm leaving off of my card. And to be honest, like I'm trying to even make some DFS decisions off of it, but I was kind of hesitant and not sure also. Starling Marte is just a phenomenal stud. Tim Anderson, he's probably going to be able to have a couple hits today. Uh, Cole Irvin, his last two starts have been pretty rocky. 3.52 ERA is creeping back to that four number. He's a lefty. The White Sox at home against lefties is always something that we want to entertain. I might look at doing... Okay, yeah, so we have... All right, so look, I, I honestly like both of these offenses, and I think that this series is going to end with a ton of runs being scored still. I mean, these offenses have just been on a showcase uh, in this series. So at first glance, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and place half-unit plays on both team total overs. Chicago, like I said, against the lefty at home. It's just kind of hard to back or not hard to fade. Uh, you know, the one thing that's given me pause and I want to point out in full transparency is the fact that the first five unders getting heavy shade of minus 115, the full game unders getting heavy shade. And I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a close game. So therefore I feel like that there could be some extra innings, but I don't know. I haven't had a good, good pulse on this uh, series. So what I'm looking at here is just trying to support a couple of the teams 
or a couple of the teams, like there's more than two teams playing in this game. But look, there's really no exposure for both pitchers against the batters. Uh, it's going to, you know, that's probably why the under is getting some shade. You know, familiarity always helps to odds makers set the odds a little higher juiced on the overs. But against righties, the athletics are still a good ball club hitting. I mean, their on-base percentage is unreal, obviously. And, uh, you know, since we're talking about the A's, I recently just watched Moneyball for the first time. It's a 10-year-old movie. Came out when I was in high school. I freaking loved it. And I can't believe it took me that long to watch it. Uh, I was like a little kid in the candy store with all the older baseball names that I kind of forgot about. Just some of, you know, Ron Washington being the coach uh, with uh, Oakland during that time. Uh, you know, Art Howe, his curmudgeoniness. So it, it was really cool. It was a good movie. It was a good flick. Um, great program, as my, my grandparents would say. Uh, so look, I expect runs, even though the odds makers are saying no, I just, Dylan sees he's got a 4.04 ERA. So, I mean, Oakland doesn't strike out a ton. And I think Dylan sees relies on games where he has a high strikeout total. I think if he gets contact on his pitches, it's not good for him other guys weak contact like marco gonzalez last night you know i took the under and i took under his strikeouts because I, I i even wrote about it. i said if if he's going under his strikeout total it's because the batters are putting badly and poorly hit and softly hit balls into play i think it's going to be a little bit of the same uh philly arizona look zach wheeler since his nine game or nine inning performance Philly's been pretty bad. Uh, and Blake, our guy at Blake LaWatch, pointed out some really good stats, some numbers in the Discord. Uh, so I don't really want to throw too much dampening on his lightning. Uh, so I'm not going to talk about this game in nauseam or in depth. Madison Bumgarner, the lefty, going up against Philly. And there are some uh, telling numbers with these Arizona bats against Zach Wheeler, they got a couple of guys, you know, I know you need more than two guys to really do a ton of damage, especially if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks, but Christian Walker, four hits and six at bats, a home run, two runs, two ribbies, zero walks, one strikeout. So Christian Walker's got a good look on Zach Wheeler, Cattell Marte, three hits and eight at bats, a double, a home run. And two runs scored, two RBIs. He's got a walk, a strikeout, and a stolen base against him. 375 average, 444 on base percentage. Christian Walker with 1167 on his slugging. I'm going to brush over this game. I think think that Arizona has a chance at pulling the upset. I think it's weird and crazy. That Philadelphia has gone from minus 140 all the way up to minus 195. I think that's ridiculous. Um, I 
Look, Didi Gregorius against lefties hits 140. Bryce Harper gets a downgrade. Andrew McCutcheon, obviously, above 300, 312 against lefties. Gene Segura, 316. Udubel Herrera gets an upgrade. Renato Torres gets an upgrade. Alec Bohm. But those guys are not the hitters. Like They're not the guys you need to be doing things for your offense. Now, the thing is, like the Diamondbacks have these great looks against Zach Wheeler, but their team averages are so bad against righties. So, I mean, ultimately, it's conflicting data. There's a lot of it, and I'm looking to just kind of stay away. Want to glance over the Minnesota-New York game? I want to point out how weird this line jump has been. Uh, it opened at 9. It's up to 10.5 on the total. John Gant and Jamison Tyon on the mound. It jumps a full run and a half. I, I got to just be the contrarian and go back the other way and take the under. It's getting the shade of minus 115, but we're getting a run and a half difference. That is just – so just based off the market jump alone – I am taking that under. I'm going to come back the other way. It's like the five-point rule in college basketball season for those of you who were listening and writing at that time. Anytime I saw a total adjust one way, five points or more on the uh, college basketball slate, I would just go the other way. And, it, you know, uh, for those of you who are familiar, we, we had a lot of fun with it and uh, panned out some good results. Zach Thompson pitching against Luis Castillo in Cincinnati at Great American Ballpark. This is a 7-10 Eastern game. Eight and a half is the total. Under getting a slight shade of minus 110. Minus 228 is the money line favorite for Cincinnati. This line opened at seven and a half, and I think odds makers were like, oh, yeah, well, this game's in Cincinnati. So ball flies out. 82 degrees is going to be the Fahrenheit. And then we got a three-mile-per-hour win, so nothing crazy. Look, I'm staying away from Marlins games. They've been on my do-not-bet list for a while. I left the Braves and the Marlins off my card. I went to type it up. I went to submit it, and I just couldn't. But I had the over last night. And, of course, of course. it's funny. The ones that you uh, put on at the last minute, the ones you pick and choose, you know, it's, just, it's funny how that works sometimes. I had uh, a couple of plays last night that I left off my card that ultimately would have bared some really good results. It's a process. Milwaukee, St. Louis. I'm not even looking at this game. I'm so sick of these Brewers Cardinals games. Mainly because I lost a two unit play on the no run first inning last night. I, I just, you know, and I've said it in the Discord multiple times. I've got the Cardinals on my do not bet list. You know, F the Cardinals, blah, 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 blah. But I still keep doing it. So it's my fault. So. I need discipline, and I am not looking at this game whatsoever. So if you want something on it, I would say uh, get yourself in our Discord chat. Get yourself a wager pass before the price goes up. Lock your forever price in, and I'm sure one of our other professionals will have an angle or a good breakdown on it. Mets-Dodgers chase game. Um, there's a lot to be said about this. No starters are even announced, so I'm not seeing anything. I'm not going to really force talking about this game. Um, I'm sorry. I think it's going to be Tyon Walker for the Mets. So, which if it is, the current Dodgers lineup has a 209 average against him head-to-head. 18 hits and 86 at-bats. 
221 ISO though. 302 Woba. Max Muncy's on a complete tear. That's all I'll say. That's all I'm going to say about that one. Uh, look, okay, let's do some NFL preseason, and then we'll wrap this up. I was looking at trying to find another way to play week two now. Okay, so I think we're going to see more offense. Last week, I literally played every single under and went 13-3 and three plus 10 units. Helped me get top of the uh, week one leaderboards for tally site and the money meter tracking. So off $10 bets, uh, I, I profited $108. I think it was my ROI was like pretty high up there. 40 something percent. So starting tonight, new England and Philly, look, I think what I want to do this week, and I was talking about maybe taking all the underdogs, but I think what I might try to do is just take like all the favorites this week. I know that's a stupid thing to do, but the better teams are going to definitely be, I think, more prepared. They're going to work through their sets better. They're going to be ready to go. I think since we'll see more offense, we could see, you know, is this the week that I should flip to playing nothing but overs? Um, As of right now, you know, again, it's the same as last week. We're getting a lot of close lines. A lot of close lines. And, man, holy crap. I'm just looking at these totals already. I I think I'm going to do the whole over thing, you know, that I talked about. All these lines have moved ridiculously. Wow. Okay, here, we'll do, we'll do, all right, I'm, I'm going to convey what I'm looking at right now. Okay, so the unders were immaculate last week. So the whole betting market seems to be going and flocking to the unders. So check this out. I'm just going to run through this line movement. We'll wrap this NFL up shortly. Um, I want to get this out before the baseball starts. So starting tonight, New England and Philly, which I'm on New England tonight, you know, Bill Belichick versus a new head coach. Come on. Uh, it's a one point spread. I'll probably just end up taking new England on the money line. All right. So check this out. 38 and a half. It opened. Now it's at 38. You're going to start. You're going to notice something here. Okay. 43 for Kansas city and Arizona was the opening total. It's at 41. This is an anomaly here. Uh, Cincinnati, Washington opened at 33 and a half. It's up to 34 and a half. Buffalo, Cincinnati opened at 38 and a half. It's down to 38. Jets, Green Bay, it was at 36 and a half. It's at 34. Baltimore, Carolina hasn't moved. 35 and a half. Atlanta, Miami, it was 38 and a half. Now it's 37 and a half. Here's the big one. Tennessee and Tampa Bay, 41 was the opener. It's at 35 now for the total. Detroit, Pittsburgh, 38 and a half. Opener, current, 37 and a half. Houston, Dallas, opened at 41 and a half. It's at 37 and a half now. Indianapolis, Minnesota, these two teams were involved in two of the three games in week one that went over. I want to point that out. Their number here opened at 40 and a half. It's now at 38 and a half. Las Vegas, Los Angeles, the Rams, 42, current 35. Giants, 
Browns, 38 and a half, currently 35 and a half. San Fran, Los Angeles Chargers, 34 and a half, currently 34. Jacksonville, New Orleans, 42, currently 39. Bet your shiny hiney on taking all the overs. The betters are doing all the work for us, guys. The market's adjusting. Uh, the market set the totals where they did to begin with for a reason. We got to flip it like Missy Elliott. We're going to put the ding down, flip it, and reverse it. And we're just playing all the overs in week two. I, I got to. I got to. It worked out last week with the unders. I, I think with more offense, we're getting for, we're getting more to vanilla bean instead of just like straight just vanilla so we're we're adding in some, you know, vanilla bean. And these offenses are going to expand a little more. More meaningful players are going to play longer. Guys that are in more heated position battles. We're going to see more execution. And we got to take advantage of these numbers shifting the way they are. I mean, the arguer on the other side could say, well, there's a reason that they've all come down like that. I'm like, yeah, it's because the way be- people are betting. That is awesome. I'm so glad I pointed that out. I'm so glad I looked at that. So tonight for my for my looks, uh, you know, I'm gonna be looking at over 38 in this New England and Philly game. And then I'll probably just uh, be looking at New England on the money line. So Actually, I'll probably leave the let's I'm going to leave the total alone. I want to see how the first, you know, the sole Thursday night. I, I just want to look and see kind of how it sets the mood for the upcoming stuff. But as of right now, I'm going to be locking in all those overs because I don't want to miss the opportunity. I think they'll start rising back up and times now to act super sharp. So that's what I'll say about NFL and that's where we are at. With that being said, y'all, I am sending you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. I hope you go out there today and have a wonderful, safe, joyous world. I hope it's positive. If you can, be nice and be kind to someone. Do something nice. If you need something positive to happen to you, I hope it happens. It will happen. With that being said, thank you so much for everything, all the listens, all the love. Yesterday's episode got so much buzz and uh, former NFL players uh, liking it, main UAB media outlets getting involved and interacting. It's just a huge honor uh, that I get to do this stuff for y'all. And because uh, in, in a mirroring fashion, I get to do it for me. So it's what I enjoy. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts if you got the Apple products. Follow us on Spotify. I'm not, I, I wish Spotify would do some sort of review process. Uh, but, hey, in the search engine, we are, like, I think it's, like, top three, top four. If you type in sports betting uh, on Spotify, we're, like, one of the top results that comes up. And that is just, I, I, I couldn't fathom it. I can't fathom it. It's just crazy. Uh, two years ago, I... I was looking for sports betting podcasts to listen to on Spotify. And now I've got one on there and it's, you know, just crazy. So don't forget the promo codes, y'all. Don't forget hoop-ball.com. Don't forget the rest of the team. My guys, go check them out. Find us, ask questions. 
And Jonathan Martinez is going to be having the free play article all to himself. Like I said today, we do it rotisserie. It's a batting order. Whoever is hitting, we let you go until you lose. So we got an order, uh, but you know we have a lot of faith in our guys to hit multiple winners at a time. So we're trying to get the free play units back up over to positive. And I think Jonathan's going to get us going. He had a plus money winner last night, and I'm sure the king of ding is going to have a home run prop or two today. So if you will, keep your ears and eyes posted for us, please. Don't forget the promo codes like I already said. Make sure to have that great day. Be safe. Be kind. With that being said, today in sports betting is out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.